0: And welcome to the Hotel podcast, with industry updates, expert guests, and musings on what the future of travel and hospitality might look like. Every week, we'll bring you a new topic we find interesting through our work in this business, with your host, Christian Lipinski, and me, Rachel Bathgate. We also want to hear from you. If there's something you'd like us to talk about on one of our next episodes, email us at info at imeethotel.com or find us on LinkedIn at I Need Hotel.
1: Hi, and welcome to I Meet Hotel, the podcast. I'm your host, Christian Lipinski. Now, we hope you had a good summer and the prospects of the coming autumn season looks good. We also hope you enjoyed season one of the podcast and learned something from them. Coming up this season, we have some amazing guests, and to kick it off right, we have a good friend of I Meet Hotel joining us today, Pablo Torres. Now, if you've seen our Destination Spain event, uh, you'll remember his presentation about utilizing your revenue through all aspects of your hotel, not just the room. If you haven't seen it, head over to imeathotel.com and click
2: on the content page.
1: Pablo, uh, it's good to talk to you again. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: Thank you very much. I'm very good, Christian. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. I I wanted to start off with um, maybe uh, you can give us a little bit of an introduction and your trajectory at TSA Solutions, uh, which now I hear is part of the Frontline Performance Group. Maybe you can give me a little bit of background before we get started today.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So myself, uh, I've been working in hospitality for 20 years now. So 10 years working in hotels, hotel operations in rooms and revenue. And then 10 years ago, I joined TSA, which is now, as you said, part of the four-line performance group. So Mm -hmm. what we do is help hotels drive their uh, revenue through ancillary uh, revenue, basically. So help them drive their ancillary streams of revenue. Um, What we focus on, it's on the frontline staff. Mm -hmm. So usually it can be reception, F&B, spa anyone who is dealing with customers mm-hmm. face-to-face or on the phone or by email uh, and try to m- help them improve their selling skills mm-hmm. so they can help the the hotels make more money. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you're a big proponent of total revenue possibilities and total revenue culture. Um, maybe for our audience, you can actually describe what is total revenue.
2: That's a good one because I, I mean, I don't know if there is in, a, in the dictionary if you look for total revenue, what it says, but if you go to Twitter and you put a hashtag, There's barely like three mentions a year. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a a big topic at the moment. Hopefully it will become, uh, for me, total revenue management, it's trying to maximize every source of revenue that you have in a hotel. So historically, especially in hotels, revenue is only focused on rooms. And still, uh, I was reading a job description the other day Mm -hmm. for um, hotel revenue management in Spain, and it was purely rooms revenue management. It didn't say anything about any other department, Mm -hmm. I think, because... Usually, it's lack of information and knowledge. Mm-hmm. The revenue people comes from reservations traditionally, yeah, or from reception, and they might not have much idea about FMB or the departments. Uh, so, because of the silos that have been usually in hotels, revenue is purely rooms, and then you might have an FMB manager dealing only about FMB or marketing, events, different uh, groups, and uh, and department. And for me, total revenue management is someone. It could be the revenue manager traditionally, I mean, or the traditional role Mm -hmm. of revenue manager or someone else, but uh, someone who is really focusing on maximizing every stream of revenue. Mm -hmm.
1: So it's about building a culture within uh, the company or the hotel that, you know, everybody's job kind of leads into one because you're looking at just not just the rooms, but food and beverages and other things, Uh, you know, that kind of leads me into uh, You know, there's a lot of different tools, a lot of technologies, uh, lots of things that hotels can do to maximize revenue. But what would be, would you think would be kind of, I guess there's no magic button for an easy fix, Um, but what can hotels start doing now to start maximizing revenue? Uh, You know, something tomorrow or something today that they can do uh, leading up to that. So whether it's marketing, websites, these kinds of things.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, the beginning will be review their website. I still see many websites from hotel, even big company hotels that are missing pictures. So how can you sell your suite if there are no pictures? Or you only have one picture and, and it's a picture of the bathroom, for example. Right. And how is it possible that um, third party, like booking.com, which is one of the biggest ones, right? They have better pictures for your hotel than the ones you're offering yourself in your own website. It doesn't make any sense. And right. it still happens. So first thing, make sure your website is full of pictures. It's mobile-friendly. And uh, you spend a little bit of money on, on marketing, on having a good booking engine and uh, emailing campaigns. And then once you have a proper website, it's about reviewing the whole customer journey mm-hmm. and being honest. Okay, am I maximizing the revenue that this customer, this guest could be living in my property I, that I could be generating step by step? Right. And the thing is, technology is there. So, and now with SaaS, the service, software as a service um, technology, the cost are much cheaper. It's true that in the past, because of the servers and everything, it was very expensive. That's true. And many hotels, especially independent hotels or small properties, they couldn't afford it. But now with this software as a service sort of technology, for a small fee a month, many hotels could afford this to work with these different platforms and tools Mm -hmm. that are going to help them. Um, generate more revenue so it's mostly about the mindset right. than anything else right and I think that also leads into
1: uh, you know direct bookings uh, me personally uh, I'll look at uh, third-party OTA sites and kind of scan through and see what's what's out there available but a lot of times I end up finding myself on the hotel's website that I like um and if it's offering the same deal a lot of times i'll book direct uh but that's you know uh you know so you kind of can the hotel can kind of skip the commission part and get more direct bookings Uh, i guess what you're saying is by having a good customer journey having those those pictures and user friendliness of the website uh and it doesn't take a lot of energy to be able to to make sure that's uh you know working right
2: yeah i mean and usually um hotel like brand.com websites are much more complicated than third party yeah. for whichever reason, because they need to offer different rates or because they have to they need to embed the loyalty program. But if the OTAs can have very simple interfaces and a very easy to use mm. websites, why hotels cannot? It's, sure. it's not that costly to have a a nice looking, easy to use website. Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to talk about uh, missed opportunities for revenue Mm -hmm. generation. Um, You know, we'll get into a little bit more about your presentation from our i hotel destination Spain event, which there's a lot of really interesting uh, stuff that 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 you discuss there. But I want to talk about, you know, what are some ways that hotels can upsell? You know, it's not just the the bed they're selling, you know, whether it's marketing, the timing to do this, what, what are some of those opportunities for this missed revenue generation that you see?
2: So upsell can be happen, I mean can happen, sorry, in every point of sale of the hotel. So it's about back to the mentality change. Sure. Changing the that mentality from order takers mm-hmm. to commercial profiles. It doesn't need mean that you have to change your stuff. It's about either training them or getting them into a mentality mm-hmm. that if you're in a restaurant, for example, is it about are they passively taking orders or are they proactively selling mm-hmm. the same reception or the spa? Any team member facing customers even house, housekeeping i mean it, w- can they sell yes because if the guest is asking about like what time is the restaurant open until and they don't have a clue mm-hmm. then the guest well might go elsewhere but sure. if the all the staff is informed about the opening closing times any offers you might have whatever is going on in the hotel that might be turned into a into a sale mm-hmm. so it's not about cost, again, it's purely about the, the mentality, really, on, on understanding that a receptionist can be a, a seller or commercial profile, that somebody in reservations is 100% commercial, that every waiter or bartender is a selling mm-hmm. person.
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of opportunity uh, mm-hmm. for those different things that, you know, sometimes people just see tunnel vision and just uh, let's just get them into the room because that's what we sold them versus having this opportunity of all the different other uh, things that the hotel has available. Um, you know, you, you talked at the IME Hotel, you talked about increasing revenue by maximizing the spaces. Uh, in your words, uh, not only using the rooms where there are beds. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about you know how covid has impacted this this pandemic like in the restaurants or the possibility for co-working spaces how has covid uh, impacted maximizing
2: space yeah obviously COVID had have massive impact uh, especially with social distancing so restaurants either were closed for a while mm-hmm. or then they have to keep a big distance between tables so it was hard for them and uh, for many months they obviously they weren't profitable now uh now it's turn and people really, there was this pent-up demand to go into um, restaurants and bars. So in that sense, the challenge now is staffing, which is a different topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, use technology. Many restaurants, when you call, you just say to make a booking, for example, they still just take your name and your phone number and that's it. Mm-hmm. How many people end up not showing up and how many tables end up empty because sure. there were no more details because then nobody took a credit card to guarantee the booking. Mm-hmm. So you take a flight oh sorry you book a flight and you pay at the moment you book even if you fly in six months time right so why is it still weird for everyone or for most people to leave a credit card just a credit card number to guarantee you booking when you book a restaurant mm-hmm. i mean some very high-end restaurants they already charge you a deposit and if you don't show up they charge it and if you end up going to the restaurant they discount it from the total bill which i think is perfectly fine mm-hmm. so it will might take a bit of time but um I think that's what we're moving forward and be it restaurant. It can be a hairdresser, So anyone or the dentist, if you make a booking and you don't uh, confirm, or I mean, you don't cancel within the estimated period, Mm -hmm. then you get charged Mm -hmm. to make sure people really honor the bookings they make and the, companies, in this case, restaurants, can maximize
1: their revenue. Sure. And this is uh, also leads me into my next question here. Because, um, again, during the Destination uh, Spain event, you talked mm-hmm. about early check-in and late check-out as pro- you know, opportunities to maximize revenue. You mentioned mm-hmm. that hotelers are sometimes afraid to charge for these services because they're looking at it as a just a way to improve the guest experience. Uh, and it's an interesting point. Uh, where do you see the line between maximizing the revenue... Uh, in space and simply going above and beyond for your guests so that they will remember your hotel and become lo- loyal to your brand.
2: Mm-hmm. The thing is with here is, I mean, it's a difficult topic because where is it good service and therefore your customers come back because you provide a good service or you're buying their feedback? I had an example. I won't g- give the name of the hotel, but I know a hotel in Amsterdam years ago. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, mm-hmm. but a few years ago they were doing this. Every arrival, it was small boutique five-star hotel. They were putting a bottle of prosecco, or bubbly wine, mm-hmm. in the room with a note saying, "Hope you enjoy your stay. Leave a nice comment on TripAdvisor." Mm-hmm. Okay, why wouldn't I leave a nice comment if you gave me a bottle of wine? But then, am I leaving the comment because I like the service or because I'm getting a bribe? Let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so many hotels they expect good reviews because they give free upgrades because they put a bottle of wine or some strawberries with chocolate in the room, mm-hmm. but in a way you're buying the guest feedback. So you should be giving a providing good enough service to get a good review, regardless of how much free stuff you give them. Sure. So it's true that for example, early check-in is a challenging one in terms of upselling, but you can dress the early check-in in uh, when you upsell a suite, for example. Mm-hmm. So you might arrive to book the standard room. You might not have a standard room ready at the moment, but you have a suite which is available. So what you are not selling the Early again, as such, you're adding value because the guest is getting a better room, which happens to be ready early in the morning, mm-hmm. for example.
1: Yeah. And I, I think this is case in point is airlines. Now, when you go to book a, you know, a, a flight, you know, they'll give you your regular seat. But if you want to choose a seat or if you want more leg room or you want the emergency exit, it's not a lot of money, just a little bit uh, where they found these different ways to increase some revenue. Um, but at the same time, it's not off-putting as a customer because then it gives you a little bit more option. And I, I don't see, you know, uh, late checkout or early check-in, I don't see that, you know, being too much of a problem when it comes to, you know, having that information before somebody books the hotel room. Like, hey, by the way, we have late checkout for an extra, you know, 10 bucks. Uh, so, you know, it, a lot of times me, I would I would spend that 10 bucks to say, hey, I have a, a, a late checkout. Um, usually when I'm staying at a hotel, it's, you know, for an event or uh, a get together. So, uh, usually want to sleep in a little bit longer. So I don't see spending 10, 20 bucks extra just to have some extra time there. Uh, and that also goes for spas too. You know, you have a lot of these spa hotels, you know, people want to spend a little bit more time at the pool or sauna. I don't think they would, you know, see that as being a negative thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you're paying for a extra value that you're, you're getting. So it's a fair deal. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent.
0: Oh, you know what that sound is. It's time to take a quick break for industry updates with me, Ray Bathgate. Here's what you should know for October 12th, 2021. Travel research and event platform Focusrite has released its 2020-2024 United States Travel Market Report. In it, they predicted that domestic leisure travel would recover first as travel picked back up again. This speculation is validated by consumers. Travelers additionally expressed their high hopes for 2021, and tourists also indicated hesitation to fly compared to pre-pandemic times. More than two in five plan to travel in 2021. Hotel Engine, a no-contract and free-to-use corporate travel booking and management platform, has added more inventory to its offerings. This from the short-term rental provider Sonder. Hotel engine has further raised $16 million in funding in September 2019. Its claim? Providing rates that are up to 60% of those that are public. Meanwhile, Airbnb has revived its hotel strategy, achieving more granularity in pricing. It's testing a new API powered display, moving closer to the online travel agent or OTA model. This API gives channel managers the ability to load multiple rate plans for Airbnb properties. This, in turn, would create flexibility for travelers and hosts, and perhaps even attract more traditional hotels to the platform. And that's the main industry news roundup for now. I'm Ray Bathgate. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Thanks, Ray, for the updates. All right, Pavel, let's uh, just jump right back into it. You know, if... Uh, our listeners haven't watched your presentation. Uh, We have it available on imehotel.com slash content. Uh, I I highly recommend uh, you head over and check that out. Um, But it's got a lot of really good information pertaining to this podcast, uh, and many more details and recommendations. Uh, But Pablo, of course, you've changed a little since you gave that talk, you know, as uh, that was June. Are there any differences, if big or small, that you've noticed in the field since you gave your presentation uh, as things kind of been opening up more? What have you seen?
2: Obviously, yeah, businesses are opening more and more because of the well less restrictions of travel. But the, there is a new, well, sort of new problem now, which is talent shortage. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, early summer, there are two million um posted jobs that are unfilled in the us for example here in the uk we're talking about 200 000 jobs yeah, that's that like... are not filled because there is no talent and it's happening in other countries So it's a global issue it's not only regarding to mm-hmm. two countries in particular which gives extra fuel to the development of the digitalization mm-hmm. so because certain roles might not ever be filled again which means that you have to rely more on, on technology and and change other roles mm-hmm. and an example could be reception when i was speaking with a guy the other day He's uh, coming from a hotel in the U.S. And he said, well, listen, in the U.S. you don't need to give a show the passport to check in. Right. And so he was working in this big chain and um, most customers will just go straight to the room. They wouldn't come to reception to check in. We only had maybe 10% of mm-hmm. customers checking in at the desk. But those ones are the ones who might really have potential for an upsell, to spend extra revenue. The other ones, the ones going to, to the room are the usual corporate guests who will never upsell because you know the company is paying for the room. Why would they spend any extras? Yeah. Um, so meaning that when I had before four receptionists I needed them to check in this number of people now with only 10 percent of guests coming through the desk mm-hmm. I only need one receptionist right. but that receptionist if it's polyvalent and they can multitask and and are skilled enough to be good sellers mm-hmm. can even generate more revenue than the four people that I had before yep
1: no no that makes a lot of sense and you know I, I got another question kind of leading off of that as well for you mm-hmm. um you know of course, with, you know, the job losses, they have to fill in, you know, these, you know, new technologies. Uh, what have you seen when it comes to technology? What what have you seen that works? And what would you recommend? I mean, there's so many different kind of revenue, revenue management tools out there, uh, and other things that hotel A's can can take advantage of. What do you see that works in, uh, in the sense of that is a good addition or stuff that because uh, we see a lot of things that came up from the pandemic, a lot of good ideas uh, to limit the distance, social distancing and things like this, or touchless is seamless now is a term I've heard before. But what, what do you think is going to stick around and that Hotel A's should kind of invest in? Or what things are kind of a, uh, a cause of the pandemic? And when we're in post-pandemic, that's not going to be used anymore or need for it.
2: thing is, whatever has come up fast in the pandemic, let's say, It wasn't already there it just wasn't used um or widespread because there was no really need for it Mm -hmm. so the pandemic made that contactless check-in for example necessary Mm -hmm. in many places and the technology just uh, widespread Mm -hmm. much faster and i think it's that to stay to be honest customers will have the choice either to use it or not in luxury hotels what i see to be honest is two ways for the uh, hospitality for hotels in particular sorry Mm -hmm. one is Low budget hotels with basically no staff, mm-hmm. which you have, for example, a hotel sort of hotel, which might have one person per shift and that's it, plus whoever is sleeping in the rooms, but only one person just in case anything happens. No real reception or FMB operations. Mm-hmm. And then the luxury properties with the usual personal touch that we are used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between it's gonna be challenging for for hotels because salaries will need to go up. the the shortage of of talent we've seen that in in different countries and positions Mm -hmm. which means that rates will have to go up and those hotels in between they cannot really keep rates affordable while having full staff operations Mm -hmm. so they have to choose either go go luxury if the inventory allows or go to into the sort of budget not much staff operations Mm -hmm. and uh, sorry I was (laughs) diverting a bit answering your question it's about um reviewing what kind of inventory you have Mm -hmm. and what kind of needs you have so they're super top end of um, of the range revenue management systems Mm -hmm. but which are great and obviously they're expensive because they're brilliant but if you have a small hotel do you really need them or are you okay with a small cloud-based software that costs you not even a hundred dollars per month and it works in autopilot, for example, and you don't even need a revenue manager for your little operations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, staying realistic and knowing your inventory, knowing what you can afford mm-hmm. and relying more and more on, on technology because now it's a thing, it's a time and it's affordable enough for most hotels to to use it.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, there was another thing that we we brought up during the destination uh, i mean hotel destination spain Uh, we talked a bit about uh, distribution channels Uh, what's your view on distribution channels i mean if i got my my place on you know one of the big otas do i really need to reach out to these other channels uh, or should i just stick with one that works
2: putting all the eggs in the same basket it's a bit risky the thing is the advantage the OTS have is that they, they are technology companies. Mm-hmm. They don't have to fix pipes or you know bathrooms in hotels because it's not their business. The only business is be the best in technology to sell rooms and they do a great job. So are, they are a sort of necessary pain for hotels mm-hmm. up to a point, but you shouldn't rely too much on them. Many hotels, what's happened in the last 10 to 15 years is just they say, well, why bother doing marketing if they're going to do it for me and they're going to bring me most of the customers. Mm-hmm. And you have hotels with up to 80% of their business coming through OTAs. Challenge is you are in their hands. So you cannot upset them. You you need to be very very, very careful with rate parity and that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. because otherwise they might close sales and then you are in big trouble. So trying to keep up, going back to the first point, a good website so you have a healthy stream of direct bookings and you have a good mix Mm -hmm. between third party and your own channel so that you are not in anyone's hands. Let's put it Mm -hmm. like that.
1: No, it makes a lot of sense, and I think that's a, that's an important thing to be able to uh, have those different outlets. I, I wanted before we wrap up today, I wanted just to quickly ask you about TSA solutions uh, and what kind of things that you can offer hotel A's uh, so they know a little bit more and how to get
2: a hold of you. Okay, so what do we offer? We offer. I mean, we focus on the if it's for an office, increasing the the part of the hotel. So through upsell, and we're talking about easily two three percent of the red power ADR of the hotel can be increased thanks to the front desk upselling mm. and that's proven we've been doing it for over 30 years and then if it comes to to FMB it's increasing the average ticket for example mm. so um through the training the staff and developing them to to upsell better so website if you want to check it out is frontlinepg.com mm-hmm. that's the group website and then on LinkedIn either frontline pg or tsa solutions or myself Pablo Torres you can find me there easy to find
1: Brilliant. Pablo, uh, I want to say uh, thanks for uh, joining the iMeet Hotel podcast now. Uh, I'm really happy to have you on again on one of our programs. So, uh, again, thank you so much for joining.
2: No, no, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me again.
1: Cool. I think we'll wrap it up here for today. So, to all our listeners, thank you for joining. We have another great episode planned for you, so watch this space. Remember to stay up to date with all our events by signing up to the iMeet Hotel mailing list and visiting us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or, hey, you can go old school. Email us at info at imeethotel.com. So today we talked, we questioned, we learned, and most importantly, we hope we gave you something to think about. Also, if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, we've got a podcast team that's eager to dive into some weird and interesting research topics. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's anything you want to know about hospitality.
0: The iMeet Hotel Podcast is a production from iMeet Hotel and Bidroom, the first subscription-based online travel community. Visit Bidroom.com to learn more.